Where are all the faithful? Good morning, Christian America. That's a good question for 2021. That's a good question for a society that tends to promote a lot of the attributes that Christianity espouses, that Christianity is built on, that Jesus teaches, and that we try to live as an example. But yet, where are all the faithful? Because the numbers are dwindling, and they're not dwindling everywhere, but they're dwindling in America for sure. Let's discuss that this morning as we get ready to get into the weekend. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort consisting of this podcast, the Good Morning Christian America podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching this. Thank you for subscribing and uh, commenting and sharing this videos. If you haven't subscribed, we ask you to subscribe. If you haven't shared this video, we ask you to share this video. It's important that we revitalize the faith in our country. And that's what we want to talk about just briefly today. I know it's Friday. You got things to do this weekend. Uh, you're planning for the weekend. It's summertime. It's, it's coming quick. It's warming up. You want to get outside. A lot of the restrictions across the nation have been re, uh, are, are being uh, taken away and you want, you're able to get out there, uh, interact with the world. And we encourage that. And so we don't want to take up too much of your time, but it's the idea we want to bring to you today of the dwindling of our pews, the dwindling and the reduction of church going Christian Americans across this nation, this nation was built on the idea of religious freedom. The only reason so many of the early settlers, the early immigrants that migrated to the new world is because they wanted the ability to worship freely. It was built on the idea, on an idea of religious independence, religious freedom, one that has stood firm for the 200 plus years of our nation's since our nation's founding but yet today all the surveys all the polls show that church attendance is down the idea of religion has decreased amongst our youngsters those that are under 35 but yet the idea of spirituality the seeking of wisdom increases. There's a there's an obvious disconnect between those things. All the studies show that people are spending less time in churches. People identify less with a religious uh, a religion or a religious denomination. But at the same time, they consider themselves more quote unquote spiritual. These people, these youngsters in our society, in our families, in our communities, they are seeking God's intervention in their life. They are seeking wisdom that scripture and only scripture can provide. But they can't find their idea of what it looks like in society. And that's why I think we come in. Where are our responsibilities as believers in Christ? People 
who want to live out the a righteous life that God has provided them, people who want to set an example to be leaders in the community so that other people will see their example and move towards the way that they interact with the world. Because that's what Jesus came to do. He came down from heaven, took the shape and the form of man, and he walked and lived out a life, a human existence, in an example so that we would see and then follow, that we would see and try to emulate. So we in turn, just like the apostles, have a responsibility to also live that life that Jesus set and as an example, so that we can then be the example for others to follow. And if we don't set that example, when we fail at setting that example, what happens to the people who are supposed to be following us? What happens to the people that are supposed to, that we are supposed to shepherd? What happens to the follow-on generations? They become lost sheep. Without Jesus, we are all lost sheep. Without an example, we are blind. As Paul says to the Greeks in Acts 17, I believe, they are blindfolded, groping for the one true God. And so our young people, our millennials and our Gen Zers that are spiritual or, or, or seeking spirituality or seeking, you know, uh, information and in horoscopes and zodiac signs and in yoga and uh, psychedelics, all the other places that provide no answers because they can't find a good example of the life that they want to live, that they know they should live. That's the only obvious conclusion that we can come to. If they were able to find an example of righteousness, if they were able to find an example of goodness, if they were able to find an example of the abundant life that is found in Jesus, if they were able to find these things, would they be turning to the zodiac signs? Would they be turning to spirituality? Would they be turning to psychedelics and DMT? Would they be turning away from the goodness and towards the wickedness? I would argue they wouldn't. Because if you're a believer in Christ, chances are somebody set an example for you to learn more, to inquire a bit more, to pick up scripture and read a little bit more. And the more that you read and the more that you see as the examples that are good in the world, the more that you realize that God is actively a part of your life and, and being a part of your life, setting the obstacles, the challenges, the opportunities in front of you so that you can become a better person, a more Christ-like person, a more Christocentric person, the more his spirit within you dwells, the more excited you are 
to speak on behalf of him, to act on behalf of him. That's not a fire that burns out through action or through word or through deed. It only enhances. God's spirit is like a fire within us that the more we do, the more we speak, the more we act, the more we seek, the stronger it becomes. It's only when we turn away from it. It's only when we don't follow his example. It's only when we stop picking up scripture and we stop learning and we stop studying and we stop praying and we stop going to church. Does that fire die out? So our youngsters, people in our society that have lost their way or maybe never even knew their way. The main reason, I would argue, is that because there aren't enough of true followers of Christ living out this life that we are called, being generous to one another, being kind to one another, not being judgmental towards one another, not being hypocritical to one another, showing up and doing work and being generous and offering our time, our talents, and our treasure to the things that matter to the world that matters, being a good stewards of the life that God has given us, being a good steward of the world that God has put us in charge of. We are co-creators in Christ. We are God's family. We are God's children. We have been gifted. We have been blessed with knowledge and wisdom that we can follow this blueprint of life, of love, of sacrifice, of God's love for us and our love for one another. We must share that with the world. We must share that with our community. When we fail, the next generation our children, our grandchildren. They're never going to know the name of Jesus. And they're going to act out in ways that they shouldn't. They're going to seek comfort in places and people and things that they shouldn't. And they're never going to be able to live the life of abundance that God has planned for them. And this isn't a worldwide problem. The numbers of Christians are growing in China. The number of Christians are growing in Africa. The number of Christians are growing in South America. The number of Christians are growing throughout Asia. But here in the West, in America in particular, our numbers are dwindling. And I don't blame our young people have never been shown, who have never been taught, who have never been led, who have never seen a good example of what being a Christian is about and should be about. It's on us. It's on the adults. It's on the elders. 
It's time for us to stop shirking our responsibilities and complaining about the next generation and start living up to the call that God has had for us from the beginning of time since our initial creation to work in the world towards the things that God has placed us here for, to have faith in our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, to spread the good news of the gospel, to make believers of all nations, to live the righteous life through the commandments, and to always place our faith and our trust and our hope, not in man, not in this world, but in Jesus Christ, and to live accordingly. If we set that example as adults, if we set that example as believers in Christ, we can set the example for the follow-on generations so they don't turn away from God, but they turn towards him with open minds and open hearts. And that's how we truly save our country, save our society, save our children. And so if you agree with this message, if you like these type of messages, we ask that you share this video on your social media profile. We don't ask for donations. There's no place you could possibly donate to the Christian American revitalization effort because we don't accept them. We don't ask for your don donation. We ask for your participation. Participate in the Christian American life. Participate in the Christian American community. Make believers of nations. Set the example for your friends and for your family. Don't be shy about who you are and who you place your trust in. That's what we're about. Together, we gain confidence. Together, we grow in strength. Together, we can change this nation for the better. And this, when we change this nation for the better, we change the world for the better. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Monday, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.